0: Have you ever wondered what the top insurance agents are doing to grow their book of business exponentially each and every month? I've personally grown my own agency to multiple locations and dozens of agents over the past 20 years, learning from the industry's leading experts and applying what they've taught me to my own agency. And now, I've invited these same experts to share their industry-leading secrets with you. My name is Jim Schubert, and welcome to Agents Growth Academy. Welcome to Agents Growth Academy. I am your headmaster, Jim Schubert. I hope you are ready to grow big or go home. Today, I've got Will Lemansky, who is going to chat with us about how to run a lean agency machine. Before I get into his bio, I want to talk about a couple of things that help our agency run really lean. Um, number one, you've heard me talk about it a lot, but ePay policy. They are our simplest solution to collect credit card and ACH payments. Uh, we used to just have an awful time trying to send checks uh, or, or rather get checks in the door. Uh, mail is getting lost for our agency. I don't know if it's the same for yours, but it's getting lost more and more frequently or taking probably three times as long as it used to. So we had to find a solution that was an easy way to collect. So we just send our clients a link. They can use a credit card, ACH. Boom, we reduced our time for collecting agency receivables from seven days to about less than 24 hours, which in Boston, we would say that is wicked fast. Um, also want to give a shout out to Marblebox. They are our virtual insurance processing team. We've actually just added our second quote unquote Marble Box employee who we outsource everything from agency bill transacting to downloads for our carriers into our system to um, all kinds of things that just help speed things up for the rest of our team so that our licensed agents which are most of our employees and the people with those letters after their names aren't doing the lower value tasks that don't add uh, any value to the client and agent relationship. So Marblebox, check them out at marblebox.com. EPay policy. There should be a link wherever you're listening to this or watching this. So Will Lomansky, let's chat about him for a second. He is a fourth generation agent. Been in business since 2002, almost about the same time uh, when I came around. Five years as a claims rep handling property liability, auto claims. Became an agent in 2006. He bought the agency in 2012 with his wife. God, you're a brave man. Since then, he's almost tripled the agency revenue in three years. Uh, they're heavily involved in state and national Big Eye Association, which I'm sure we're going to talk about. And I know we're going to talk about uh, the fact that they were a best practices agency and have been since 2016. He's gone from sitting in a computer with a phone and being told to sell to managing producers, running an agency and making it as efficient as possible. What interests him now is finding ways to run the agency more efficiently and maximizing everything ergo that lean agency machine. Will Lemansky, what's going on, my friend? How are we doing? Thanks, Jim. Yeah. What are you up to these days besides trying to run a lean agency? What are you doing in your free time? Oh, free time? Do you have any uh, free time? <laughs> exactly. I
1: know. Like, You go home and it's just like, try not to pay attention to the thousand emails you get and oh. maybe get like an hour to like, Zone out on YouTube or something like that, I suppose. But yeah, it's, there you go. Uh, it's tough.
0: <laughs> well, I'm super excited to find out what you mean by running a lean agency machine. And um, I'm curious to hear a little bit about this best practices thing, too. Does that kind of correlate? What's going on there?
1: Yeah. So, you know, my wife and I bought the agency from my uncle and his uh, business partner in 2012 sort of about 11 years in. And, um, yeah. you know, those first two years, you're just basically like, I don't know what really what I'm doing. Um, you're just doing what has been done before. And maybe every year trying to do a couple things better. And as kind of the dust settled maybe after three, four years in, you're like, all right, we got this capital here. We can pay the bills. You know, we're not going bankrupt. What are we doing? And, yeah. and are we doing things right? Am I not? And, I just started. So we, we've been heavily involved in our state association, the big eyes. So We just know a lot of people, yeah. know, a lot of people who run agencies for a long time and are very successful. And I just started asking them, you know, like, how much capital do you keep in? Do you yeah. keep in two weeks, two months, six months? Yeah. I don't know. Um, my uncle, who we bought the agency from, is crazy conservative with that. I mean, I could have a million dollars sitting in the bank and he'd be like, you know, Will, you got to watch it. You got a rainy day coming. I mean, that's just <laughs> how it is. Yeah. So I kind of have that in the back of my head, but we started asking some of those people and, um, they would reference, well, best practices says such and such. And I'm like, well, what the heck does that mean? Yeah. And I, I learned that they, every three years they have this program that you submit all your financials and, um, they, use that to benchmark and compare you in different revenue categories to yeah. different agents across the U S and um, yeah, we, we got it in 2016 and you keep that designation every three years. And um, we just got it for the third time, but beyond just getting the designation, which I think you probably have to hit certain criteria and benchmarks to get the designation. Sure. It just helped me learn, like, are we doing things right? And and once I got my feet wet with that, then I was like, well, why the hell are we holding six months of liquid capital here <laughs> doing nothing? Yeah. So, you know, mm-hmm. let's use that to pay things off and mm. um, et cetera. And that's, that's uh, like I had mentioned to you before, like honestly, paying everything off and having like no debt has probably been one of my biggest goals in life besides just selling insurance for the last five years.
0: Yeah, so tell, tell tell us what kinds of things you paid off that made you feel a whole lot better about yourself. Yeah, so
1: when we bought the agency, um, there was uh, my uncle and his business partner and they, they signed a five-year consulting agreement, which was probably three years too long. <laughs> and the one partner um, passed away two years in. Mm. So when that happened, uh it, it kind of catapulted us to buying the office building. Mm-hmm. And so my uncle and we're dealing with his estate and all this, we bought the office building. Yeah. And once that happened, then I'm like, all right, well this is great. And if you've ever dealt with commercial loans, it's like night and day to residential loans. Like you could oh, be yeah. like, hey, I make a hundred grand, here's a six hundred thousand dollar house. Yeah, but if it's a commercial loan, you're like, hey, I want to have a hundred thousand dollars, and I have you know half a million dollars sitting in the bank. They're like, hold on a second, let's yeah. just review this a bit more. It's crazy. Yeah. So I'm just reviewing this, going like, we got to pay this damn thing off. So yeah. I was like, man, let's just hammer the heck out of this thing. And once that got done, I moved to. Um, so I, that that was the first kind of domino that fell. Yeah. And paying off the office building that that we own and have tenants at it was was great. So, and
0: then you had extra capital at your disposal, so what do you do with that? Your clients deserve an easier way to pay their insurance premium. ePay Policy is the simplest solution for insurance agents to collect credit card and ACH payments. Speed up reconciliation, bind policies faster, and provide an experience customers love with powerful tools that make insurance payments a breeze. With customizable payment pages, a company dashboard, and integration with your AMS or CRM, you'll be in payments heaven. Get paid faster. Visit epaypolicy.com to learn more. Yeah, well, with that one, we lumped it to
1: the other note, um, you know, and paid off the business partner's estate that passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, but beyond that, like, you know, it's kind of like, I guess there's a couple of things. Um you know, why pay everything off? And aside from just my personal financials, you know, (laughs) people don't care about, I mean, what can you do with that? I mean, I think what a lot of the business owners who I talked to said was, you run your agency differently when it's paid off. Mm. And I kind of thought about that, like, you know what you do? You, not that you're afraid, but you know, when you start off as an insurance agent and you lose that account and you think you're going bankrupt and you yeah. know oh my god I'm, I'm i'm the worst person ever as time goes on that kind of fades away and yeah. because you have more accounts and it doesn't sting as much it still does but it doesn't keep you up at night maybe sure and um i think that's the one big thing for me is is maybe removing the fear of failure i suppose
0: mm, um, it's a mindset shift
1: Yeah. And, and I think what happens is, is you're, it's almost to me, it's like freedom. Yeah. And, and I love that feeling of being able to do what we want to do with it. And, you know, we have long-term goals of, you know, once certain things have been paid off, we expanded our employee benefits. We did that. Um, I'd love to do more. We're actually, this is kind of funny, but we just bought a massive massage chair that we're bringing into the office being delivered on monday <laughs> and i'm not talking like hey this little thing you get from costco that you throw over the yeah. thing this is a yeah. freaking massage chair like, <laughs> we got a room back here that we're dimming the lights and you know everybody if you want you're getting that,
0: certified right now to be a masseuse uh, is that what i'm hearing uh, in a non-creepy way yeah <laughs> <And> <laughs> And we're going to be like, Hey, if, if
1: somebody wants to take a 10 minute break once a day and go and hit the massage chair and shut the door, yeah. you know, have at it.
0: So That's like, phenomenal.
1: we would not have done that year one where you're like, Oh my God, the E and O's coming up. It's such yeah. a month and we got to have the capital, you know? Yeah. So I just see a lot of that happening as time goes on where we have the, um, capability to do more things that we want to do.
0: That's awesome. I love to hear that you're you're putting freed up capital back into your most valuable resource, resource for any of us, which is our people, right? Um, yeah. Absolutely. And you and I were talking a little bit about that off mic, about little things that I think we as owners sometimes feel like, oh, whatever, the gift card, does that really matter? Do we need to you know, um, have, you know, an employee appreciation brunch or whatever it is, but actually, yeah, you do. And, and I've told, as I said to you off mic, you know, we've, we've done polls to our staff or we've just have our managers kind of like casually talk to our staff. And at the end of the day, that's the stuff that they actually really value, right? It's more than just coming to work and and doing their job. They want to feel in some sense, like they belong. Is that kind yeah. of what you feel too? Yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, I I get stuck in the rut of living in my own little world of emails and client yeah. issues. And I mean, my wife who runs the office does the marketing. She does a good job of always reminding me, you know, go around and talk to people, Will. So I I will <laughs> physically do that yeah. a couple of times a day where I'll just walk yeah. up there and just say, you know, how's it going? And yeah. Pretty much every single time they're like, Hey, I got a question. And it's just yeah that availability that they don't think, you know, it's the grumpy guy in the back, you know, yeah not coming out. Um, yeah. One of, one of the best managers I ever had, I remember I worked for a large regional insurance carrier and he was the regional vice president. So he was like my boss's boss's boss or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, every, and he must've overseen 150 people too. I'm I'm guessing. But he would walk around every single morning and say, good morning. And like, I was like a 24 year old kid. And I always used to think that was the coolest thing. Yeah. And, you know, just a simple little thing like that. And he, you know, he was probably going around to see who was there at eight (laughs) o'clock. Managing by
0: walking around. Right. (laughs) I was always there. And, you know, he'd be like, where's this person? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. But, but it, but it sounds like it made you feel in some sense like you belonged, like you mattered. The fact that he yeah. came by and even poked his head in to say hi to you. Um, I think everybody needs to rewind the podcast at this point and just listen to that because I think that um, we are talking. We can talk about money and, and getting lean and, and running an efficient agency. But at the end of the day, if we can't do things that help our people feel like they truly belong, then... I, we're missing out. Um, yeah. One of the things I heard you say before, you used the word freedom, and it made me think, do you know James Jenkins? No. Okay. You need to know James Jenkins. Um, he was on my podcast, probably episode like, I don't know, six, seven, something like that early on, and um, he and I have become friends, and, and he's he has a podcast of his own called Agency Freedom, and his podcast focuses, and by the way, everybody who's listening to this, you guys should check this out. Agency Freedom Podcast. James Jenkins. Um, he actually, you were mentioned in Jason Cass off air. So Jason has kind of a consortium of podcasts that, uh, and, and James is one of his. But um, James, his whole podcast focuses on agencies, uh, agency owners who are making the leap from captive to independent. So it's literally this concept of becoming free. <laughs> That's why it's called Agency Freedom Podcast. Yeah, But, um, it's funny because I heard you say, yeah, when you're able to pay this stuff off and it's no longer a burden, you really do feel like you're free and you can do kind of whatever you want. Is there anything else that you feel like that gave you the freedom to do or that you could do whatever you want now? And, and, and what does that look like?
1: Yeah. Um, I just think it's honestly, so like, I think when we bought the agency, the one, the and the one owner passed away. It just, I don't know, it just took a few years to feel it was ours. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And when my uncle, about three or four years in, really was like, hey, guys, I'm going to be out of here. It was almost like you're, I don't know, once he left, that I felt like really it was ours. And like, absolutely no disrespect to him. Yeah. But, you know, it was he was always kind of there. So it was always like, well, if, if I don't know what I'm doing, I got to go ask, you know, go Bob. And yeah. now it's like, well, it's kind of up to you. And it's not that he doesn't care what we're doing, but like it's ours to succeed or fail on our own merits. So yeah, I guess for me, that was it. And I think for me mentally now, you know, paying it off is kind of that next thing where you really feel that it's yours, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think you said it on, on the show so far, but I know off mic, you were telling me that one of the things you wanted to do with uh, additional capital that you could free up was to be able to give to uh, a charity that you guys already give to. Can you want to tell yeah. us a little bit about that? So one thing we started
1: maybe, and this is part of, you know, we pay off the building and and the one note on, on the other owner. Yeah. You know, every month we do $500 to local charities called ML&L Cares. And a lot of other agencies do similar things like that, um, but it's it's an intentional contribution to local charity. Sometimes we know who it is, or like a client refers them, or whatever. Yeah. But I'd love to expand that to 750, a $1, thousand, 1,500, whatever the heck it is in the it. future, that like, you know, you're you're doing cool. things like that in the community. And we, one cool thing we did we we talked about how um, people like to feel appreciated. Yeah, it's not me making the decision anymore. So we have a Mm. committee in the office that comes up with the ideas. So I'm just like, run with it, guys. You know, you got Mm. 500 bucks a month. We'll cash the check or whatever, or not cash the check. We'll we'll get the check out. But yeah, you know, they're coming up with ideas that they want and sending it off and kind of empowered there too. So
0: oh, I love that. I'm gonna have to steal that idea. Um, We we give to. One charity, the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation, because we've got a connection with another agency owner whose daughter has uh, CF. But um, I've thought over the years that it would be nice to be able to expand that. So I'm, I'm going to have to steal that idea. And the, of- the one thing we do like,
1: if you want to come at it from a standpoint of a, a business-minded person, yeah, it's advertising. Yeah, I mean, every time we do it, we go out there that we have a big check, we put it on our social media. Um, you know, I bring it up to existing clients, you know, hey, if you know of anybody. So it's just, I don't know, it's um, it's another way to advertise and throw our name out there. You know, you're either going to spend as far as $6,000 a year. You could spend that, I guess, once a month on a billboard somewhere, right? Yeah. But are you going to get more traction from somebody seeing that you gave to the local uh, Humane Society or uh, Food Kitchen or whatever? Yeah. Uh, or... You know, posting your name on a billboard somewhere, so it's it can kind of be seen that way too, if you if you're coming at it from a ruthless business
0: mind. Uh, no, I I it makes sense, and it, I mean it helps everyone, right? Uh, yeah. No, no matter you know where you're coming uh, from on this, it, it's certainly helping. I'm curious, do you go out with the big cardboard check? We do. I mean, it's not me all the time, but yeah, but we
1: have and. I don't know. It's just little, I don't know. Like we had, um, a couple cool stories. Uh, we had this one individual that we got to know and I got to know through some different networking groups and his son had passed away and he does a kickball tournament every year in his mm-hmm. memory. And he wanted to be a police officer. And so like the money they raise, I think, I think it's like a scholarship fund for a ghost, like kids that want to be in law enforcement. Okay. And so we donated that and, and like, Dude, every other Sunday, this guy sees me in Meyer still when I go to grocery shopping, you know, and yeah. he's just like waving at me and he still remembers me and we'll talk. <laughs> and so, I mean, just things like that. Um, we had another customer, a, a friend of a friend that we know that her son died in a tragic car accident a couple of years ago. She's setting up a foundation as a name that that'll go in for next year. Just little feel good things like that. So yeah. just so That's many awesome so many different stories, right? And and you can learn so many things from different people. um, Just getting out and chatting people about their charities. So it's pretty, it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Uh, The stories, uh, it's something I'm big on. I'm writing a book about storytelling in business right now. And uh, that is the one thing that is, uh, I think, enables people to have more influence than anything else is through storytelling. Um, Oh Absolutely. As a recovering claims man, I bet you have some stories, dude that when you said storytelling
1: I'm like that's how i sell <laughs> I'm, i love telling stories, and I tell people stories of claims all the time like, like that's how I sell I'm a claims guy and i
0: i yeah that's that's me to t do you have a do you have a couple of go to uh stories that any anything you want to share now
1: oh man um Put you on the spot. <laughs> uh, real easy water, water backup claims. Yeah. We had this lady who was in Detroit area and she had a Pepsi basement, man. Everything was Pepsi. The bar was Pepsi, Pepsi logos, Pepsi wallpaper, everything Pepsi. And <laughs> I remember she had, she had $5,000 of coverage for water backup and the water <sighs> came up a certain amount. And this lady was like crying. And I oh. still remember this day, Pepsi basement, and so like, if I'm talking to somebody, I'm like, man, years back, we had this lady that had a Pepsi basement. I mean, I don't know. I just, and, <laughs> and it, was, it was, I don't know why, but that sticks out to me. And yeah. I tell that story, um, on the liability end too, I just have, <laughs> I had, I had a case years ago where, uh, there was a dentist and his daughter was 16 driving drunk and crossed the median line and hit and killed somebody. Oh yeah. And the dentist had, now this is like. 20 years ago right yeah but the dentist had like oh god it was like a hundred thousand dollars of liability and she was like a hundred or 250 something insanely low yeah well I was the claimer up defending the dentist right right and I remember the other attorney firm is like we know this guy's got money we're going after him yeah and so I I tell that story to people to say like sometimes people think that oh Well, they're just going to go after insurance. They're going to stop right there. Uh, No, they will not. Yeah. So I remember the story of the dentist and talking to that guy. And yeah, he was sweating. He was sweating bullets for about three years.
0: Yeah, and and how I like it the the small cost that it would take to bring that up to five hundred or a million, or even on an umbrella. Like, holy cow!
1: One of the Uh, other stories is you're telling, I, I won't tell claim stories all day, but. Yeah, no, it's I told good. a lot of people this you want to know why you buy an umbrella or you get higher limits because if something happens what kind of attorney are they getting if they know that they got a 5 million exposure oh yeah. they're gonna hire the best of the best i can guarantee you that yep if you got yep. 100,000 limits you know what they're gonna get eh, we'll go to house counsel on this one who's got overloaded with cases and
0: that that happens a ton yeah sheesh Um, before we jump into the rapid fire round, we could sit here and tell stories all day. I love it. (laughs) Um, anything, anything else you want to share with us in terms of how you've made your agency more efficient and, um, you know, maximizing everything as we talked about at the beginning.
1: Yeah. I, I just say we're a numbers based industry. So always know your numbers, you know, and you know, Figure out what your revenue per employee is, mm, and if, if your revenue per employee is is low, we'll chat with somebody that's a hire. I mean, maybe it's just the state they're in, maybe it's the clients, the accounts they write. But you know, you're not going to get from a hundred thousand per employee to two hundred thousand employee overnight. Right. So what do you, what two things can you do this year to get there? Yeah, And, you know, I may, maybe it, does your CSR is doing enough. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe they aren't, I don't know. Yeah. So I think, I think that's what it just comes down to is you got to be scientific about it. And I think what I mentioned to you earlier that we were lucky that we never inherited an agency that had too many people. Mm, so yeah. we've just slowly grown and we've never like gone out there and hired, you know, four different people when we didn't need to. And in all honesty, that's, you know, that I don't say it's burned us, but you know, we've had to bust our ass at times trying to get things done yeah. where we don't have too many people in the office to get it done. But you know, our numbers look good. So that's, there's always a yin and yang to that,
0: I guess. Yeah. That makes complete sense. And even more so, you know, when you have a smaller agency uh, becoming a masseuse, you know, is, is critical. I
1: I made a joke to people. I'm like, clothes have to stay on.
0: Like we're not <laughs> like, like walk past the room and like, nah. Have, and, you, you, know, have you gotten with your EPLI carrier yet just to alert them as to what's about to happen? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> <precisely>. <laughs> Phenomenal. Oh my gosh. I love it. Well, let's get into the rapid fire round. If there's anything else you want to share uh, after that, you're welcome to. But um, sure. I'd love to know what one piece of technology or software that you can't live without is.
1: Uh, a few years ago, we got a uh, pipe drive and something similar to that, um, like a CRM that tells who you're working on and at what point in time. Because, Ooh. man, there's just, you when you got like 30 with balls up in the air and you're trying to juggle yep. them all, you forget that you talk to, Jim Smith three weeks ago about a life policy. How do you know? So how do you remember that? And yeah, keeping it all in one place where you can easily like be like, oh yeah, I got to call that person back. Um, that for sure is probably been the best.
0: Yeah. And most agency management systems are actually not CRMs. A lot of people don't understand that. I am currently evaluating CRM. So this is uh, pretty, pretty timely. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, c- so critical. Uh, That's good to know. And you feel like that's been another secret to your success for uh, becoming more efficient? Oh, absolutely. For
1: producers, I wish I had that when I started. I mean, I was like, I had like Word documents for X dates. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, just that. I mean, and and you know, that, hey, at that least program, it wasn't a T file. No, and I still like have them <laughs> saved in my file. Like, you know, 2004 yeah. or no, I came in 2006. It was like. 2008, I talked to somebody in January and I've got all these messages and
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah like 15 year old file or something else. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, what's one book you've read recently or reading now or, or uh, love and want to share with the audience? Yeah. So as you were
1: talking, it's called uh, Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss.
0: Oh, yes. Um,
1: so, dude, one thing I learned from that is I am a horrible listener. And I need (laughs) to listen better, but we all know how to do it, but we don't do it. It's just like, it it just, and you've been in that situation where somebody's like, you know, Hey, my, whatever, my daughter, my daughter-in-law is going to college. And then you suddenly think to myself, I went to college, you know, I went here and did such and such. It's like, no, listen to the person. Yeah. Like ask them questions about it. Yeah. Like. And, and we do that with our clients. Like our clients don't care that I went to a football game last weekend. (laughs) They want us to ask about them.
0: Yeah. And
1: it is so difficult to do that. And I constantly, all the time, I'm checking myself, like, stop talking about yourself. will listen to these people. (laughs) But seriously, like you do that in new client meetings and networking opportunities and things like that. People will love you if you listen to them and are actively listening. And it's, Easier said than done, but
0: I'm sensing that this is probably the secret to your marriage and why you and your wife are together, because she strikes me just from what you've told me as being the person who listens (laughs) more, more naturally. Right. (laughs) I'd say, I'd say I'm the more the
1: analytical, uh, dorky, like numbers guy. Yeah. You put Lisa in a room and everybody's gonna love her and she's gonna talk to people and <laughs> and I'm just kinda like sitting there going like, Oh my god, I, I'm so tired of talking to people. I just wanna <laughs> go back and, you know, drink a bourbon and go to bed, you know? That's just me. You had me at
0: bourbon, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, oh man, I,
1: I That's
0: a rabbit hole. We 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 get a whole other podcast episode on bourbon. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, that book is absolutely phenomenal. I actually recently gave it to my wife to read because she was exasperated with our 11 year old daughter, um, who is probably, I love her to death. But, you know, if you say white, she says black. If you say, you know, go, she says stop. It's like everything is. Uh, a negotiation or an argument, you know, and she said, Jim, I don't understand how you're able to kind of get through to her. And, and I said, well, number one, I'm not her mom and the two of you butt heads, you know, <laughs> because uh, mother daughter, I said, but also, you know, I told you about this book I read, honestly, you really need to read it. And so she started reading it. Um, uh, Funny story. Chris was actually, I discovered this because I, I was reading it last summer when I was up in Rhode Island and my brother-in-law lives up there in Newport and I was telling him about it and he was like, Jim, remember I went to, um, to uh, Georgetown for grad school. He's like, Chris was one of my professors. I was like, uh, no way. Can you, can you help me get him on the show? <laughs> <laughs> so, still working on that, still working on that. But yeah, phenomenal yeah. book.
1: I love the story of how he talks about how the one husband went to this like retreat with his wife and he was i forget the term but all he was doing he was mirroring mirroring uh, he was yeah. asking people questions and like asking them questions when they said something like you yep. know hey i had a great night out like you had a great night out that's and he didn't say anything about himself the whole time yeah and everybody afterwards told the wife like your husband is the greatest person i've ever met <laughs> i
0: know him so well <laughs> and he didn't say a lick about himself <laughs> it's true it's you know? it is it's true, so. but most of us don't think that way, right? So no. uh, that's why he wrote the book. But you are not yeah, alone yeah. in 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 being the person that has to remind yourself to uh, to not talk and to listen. So yeah, uh, totally understand. Great book suggestion. Um, what advice would you give to your younger self, Will?
1: And I would say find some good. Well, yeah, I, I think about that like. I think you become the people you surround yourself with. Mm, yeah. And like that's one of the things, re- reasons why I got involved in the associations because I, I wanted to find mentors and people who have been around and run successful agencies, and I can go to, and then they can kind of mentor me. And and I found some of those people. My uncle's one of them for sure. Um, but other people that I can lean on and ask questions and once you get to know them, you know, they're not, I don't know. I think there's a lot of people in this world that don't have your best interests and it's not that it's not that they're out for you, but yeah. they don't care about you. Yeah. So find, you know, the mentors who can mentor you in the right way and people who you want to emulate. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and surround yourself with good people because
0: you know, you, they say you become the people you surround yourself with. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, that's one thing that just having this podcast in the last year has, it's completely opened up my world. I mean, we're over 70 episodes in at this point, and I have made some of the most genuine relationships on mic and off uh, just from, you know, people asking me questions or me reaching out to other people that my guests recommend me talk to. And one thing I'll say, and I know you you know this, our industry as a whole, especially in the independent side, I think is probably one of the most giving, selfless industries there is when it comes to mentoring, helping other people who are, you know, trying to come up and, and do the same thing. And um, it's it's awesome to me to hear that you've had that experience, not only in your family, but outside your family as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Good advice, sir. <laughs> All right. Quick question for you. Um, if you know, so, so you're in Michigan, right? Yep. A little chilly there. I presume you're wearing a sweater, uh, a puffer. Of, it's puffer. Oh, season. I had mine on before, but little, I'm in Georgia, so it got hot. <laughs> um, if you had the choice between eating a delicious hot bowl of soup or some gourmet marshmallows and hot chocolate, what would it be? Soup or hot chocolate marshmallows?
1: Uh, soup. I'm not much of a sweets guy, so okay. I like to tell people I
0: drink my carbs. I, I try not <laughs> to. Eat so. Going back to bourbon, yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, what
0: kind of soup would would be your go to?
1: Oh man. Uh, I, I, honestly, I, I'm like a chili kind of guy, man, and and I and I know I, I'm a big like barbecue, like smoked meats and stuff like that, and follow a lot of things online, and and I like i, I not that I don't mind the Texas
0: chili with no beans, but
1: I'm a, I'm a beans, my chili kind of guy.
0: Love it. So the hearty stuff. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, I know they don't make chili, uh, but I'm going to send you some soup and I'll find out from you off uh, off mic. But I love sending my guests a uh, package from Spoonful of Comfort, which we've sent to a lot of our guests and, cool. and given, given to our employees and they love it. So I'll, I'll find out. What's a good substitute for chili off mic? You're not the first person to say that too. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so I, I guess the last thing I'd ask is what's one final piece of advice or actionable step based on what we've talked about here today?
1: Oh man, um, a couple of things. Uh, I heard this at a conference I just went to recently. Don't compare yourself to other agents yeah. don't compare yourself to other people and it's easier said than done but i think we all just in the social media world get into the you know you see someone doing this or somebody gets an yeah. award and you kind of feel that you're inferior oh i had a down week and you know like that's all garbage like throw it out of your mind it's not going to help you at all and i and um i think that's the difficult thing we in 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 sales and in this world you find have to constantly motivate yourself. And I, I struggle with that all the time too. Yeah. You have a great day and you feel you're on top of the world next day. It's a horrible day. You think you're the worst agent ever. and You just every day try and get a little bit better. I guess that's yeah. all I'd have to say. And, yeah. um, easier said than done, but you
0: know, just, you don't have to get a greater. Just get a little bit. Yeah. I love it. I love it. We have a rule in our agency, uh, the 24 hour rule you got 24 hours to celebrate your successes and 24 hours to wallow in your defeats. After that, you get back on the horse and you go. No, it's true. That's, that's great advice. Yeah. Love it. Um, fantastic. Will, if people want to get more, will Lemansky in their lives, where can they connect with you? Oh God.
1: Uh, you know, will at M L L I N S. Dot com, you know, um, on, on Facebook, instagram all that fun stuff so but yeah email school you know 517-351-9117 is the number sweet but, um yeah
0: also if you're looking for a good masseuse that's the number you call
1: precisely yeah yeah Stop <laughs> <laughs> by the office maybe throw a little 15 minute um, massage session online yeah, I'm,
0: not Why not? I'm never gonna forget that man you're always you you will always be the masseuse to me now it's gonna be weird. We're gonna be like, it's like right <laughs> off the copy machine, and we're
1: like, we're gonna be back there like scanning something in, and like here, it's like,
0: oh. <laughs> fantastic! I love it. Will, this has been a fun episode, my friend. I appreciate you spending time with uh, with me and the audience today. Thanks, Jim. Yeah, absolutely. You stick around for me, but everybody else, until next time, grow big, go home. If you like this or any other episodes of Agents Growth Academy podcast, make sure you rate it. And if you want to take ownership over your own growth, come join us for free over at agentsgrowthacademy.com.